0: Um, I'm going to put my boat in the water and say that the mystery panel, and it's not, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, I guess, but the mystery panel is uh green lantern.
1: I think that's a, if it's not Superman, I think that's a very valid guess. I okay. thought you were about to say static Shock. static shock. And I was like, dude, that's not going to happen. <laughs>
0: we've, we've been over this. Oh my gosh. I would, I literally, when we come on the pod, After Fandom would scream if it was Static Shock, because your boy called it if that's the case. Yeah! Let's go!
1: Oh my god. Josh, I have never been more surprised and proud. Like, guys, before we get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode ninety-seven. But before we get into anything else, Josh is a man of his word. He's the man of the people, and number one in the field, number one in your heart, number one in predictions for this week. Josh, post-game, how are you feeling about that bold call for a Static Shock movie?
0: Okay, so not only did we, did I call it from the from our our cut like from last week, but also in my 2020 like predictions at the beginning of the year i was like i guarantee a flash movie is gonna be announced this year and you were like josh that'll never happen <laughs> and i was like i hope
1: <laughs> see okay in my defense i wanted it i just didn't think it would happen because static shock was and is a third party character as his icon they are millennia comics um uh, but one of the big panels at DC Fandom this weekend, which is our discussion for this week, a full breakdown of all the major announcements of DC Fandom. Um, one of the major panels this week uh, was a Millennia panel. And they said that they are in early talks to do a Static Shock movie. I was so ecstatic. I didn't even care that they didn't announce Superman. I was a little disappointed, but I was more just so proud of Josh in this moment going, holy mm. crap, you were not, not just close you were bullseye blindfolded in the dark on a moving horse you were <laughs> called it out of nowhere and you were right
0: oh uh, dude i'm never right about anything <laughs> i've never so it's true to, to, to uh to really celebrate this moment i've brought a, a cupcake because it's what i'm about to eat because <laughs> i can't i can't like i can't believe it I can't believe, and like, there, I mean, among other things about uh, DC Fandom, which we'll get into, bro, static shock, finally! Uh.
1: Well, okay, while oh, Josh, is, well, Josh is enjoying his cupcake of victory, <laughs> welcome to the Uncharted Media Podcast. As we said, this is episode 97, where we're going to be breaking down everything about DC Fandom. Uh, there was a lot of big announcements this weekend. As a whole, I thought the show was really good. I think it set the precedent for the future of uh virtual panels at um online like i could see this being the futures of cons it wasn't all great josh i know you and i talked about this there's a lot of yeah. filler of a lot of stuff that really really didn't need to be there but it was still pretty good even though i was left disappointed with a lack of superman i didn't feel disappointed by everything else. I feel like as a DC fan, I was completely satisfied. There's a lot of great stuff and we'll be breaking all that stuff down. Um, but we do have some other news to get through first, but before we get to that, Josh, how are you doing tonight? Now that you finished your cupcake of victory, (laughs) bro, I'm doing
0: great. Uh, I had a good weekend, uh, outside of DC fandom, watched, watched some cool stuff. Um, I, dude, I made my first brisket.
1: Ooh, yeah, I saw that on your Insta story. Also, a uh, quick side tangent. Yeah. For those that don't know, Josh has been taking over the uh, Media Uncharted Instagram page for this week uh, for DC Fandom. And going forward, he'll be handling more of the public stuff. You crushed it this weekend, man. Um Didn't you?
0: <laughs> I think I might have been
1: the only one interacting with it. But I was keeping up with the story and with the post. You crushed it this weekend, man. Good job.
0: I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I tried to, um, let me tell you, cooking a brisket and watching DC Fandom at the same time is rather difficult. But I mean, I I just at the end of the day, I tried to not like over post. But at the same time, like there's some really cool stuff that was do- done this weekend. So let's. Uh, it was tough, dude. But like, uh, yeah, it's a good weekend all around. Good DC stuff. You yeah, know, you know, it's vengeance is a thing, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm very <laughs> excited. To talk about stuff so we're probably just gonna forgo what we watched in this week because what we watched was dc fandom but we're gonna talk about that so josh you want to get straight into the news let's do it bro let's do it let's go so our first news topic is something that i was gonna lump in with the dc fandom stuff but it didn't end up getting announced at fandom um which makes you think it was an 11th hour type of decision um and it was super late to the game because you could tell dc fandom was clearly pre-recorded not that that was a bad thing it means it just went off without a hitch for the most part although i i don't know about you josh but i had some technical issues a couple times yeah on fandom like dropping yeah. me also i had it casting from a laptop and there'll be there's some connection issues um but as a whole um pretty good I was just surprised that we didn't see this announcement. And that is that Ben Affleck is returning as Batman in the new Flash movie. We got some details about Flash. We will go over that. We promise. I was just really, really surprised to see that we didn't get that official announcement. That or the Michael Keaton thing. But the Michael Keaton thing may have some, may have some reasoning for that. But we'll, we'll also get into that. Um, I never thought that this would happen. But... Um, I know some fans like really diehard Ben Affleck fans were just like, yeah, we always knew he'd come back. I honestly didn't think so. And it had nothing to do with me not wanting him back. It was, he didn't leave because he was like fired or the universe is going in a different direction. Like some fans would want to believe it was, he needed to get his own personal life back on track. And he has done that in leaps and bounds. Um, He seems to be in a much happier place than he has been in years. Um, I say I definitely have seen in his time with his girlfriend Arna, uh, Anna de Armas from Knives <laughs> Out has they've really been a good pair together and he's really turned his life around so I think he's more in a better place to come back to Batman and that's why I'm happy but I have some reservations and you and I have talked about that uh, but before we get into that Josh you see that Ben Affleck is back as Batman in the Flash movie mm-hmm. yay nay somewhere in between what say you.
0: I think if anything, this confirms the multiverse multiverse thing that they're doing um, because they they've said that Zack Snyder's is not well they've said his Snyder cut of Justice League is not canon. Correct. But, so I mean, but this would help explain why there's so many Batman's. How many? It, it, it kind of, in some way, is like, hey, we, we know knew what we were doing the whole time, but they definitely didn't. Um, you know, it, it's cool. Uh, I've had a I have a friend who he was very excited because he loves Ben Affleck, and like I don't I don't blame him because his his, his Batman's pretty cool, and, and he's very near and dear and close to my heart. But I think somebody's about to take that spot. Mm.
1: Um, oh, vengeance,
0: but, baby, vengeance! Oh, let's go! But yeah, I, it's it's cool. It, I think if anything, this might prove or give more. Fuel to the fire of my theory that uh it is a bunch of different the multiverse batmans and keaton is just the one from the future not uh like the future of our earth not the current i don't know it's it's gonna be confusing but uh, so i just i hope that they don't uh they they tell the story in a very in a very well done way because otherwise mm-hmm. bro <laughs> it's gonna be super confusing
1: Agreed. So I'm mostly on board for this. I like his representation of Batman, except for, you know, the whole machine gun down enemies. Um, Other than that, I thought his Batman was really, really good and one of the best of all time. I'm more concerned in the fact that he's coming back in the Flash movie that we already have another Batman. Are we losing sight of this still being a Flash movie? That's my main concern going into this of, Yeah. um, yeah, I'm really excited for the Flash but I feel like the scope of the story that they're telling probably should have been saved for a Flash sequel. That way we can build up Flash first and get us to care about him. I have faith in Andy Muschietti in this movie, but I am still cautious about, are we going to make this thing too big? Um, It's like going immediately into, I know you hate it, but it's like going immediately into Captain America Civil War before any other Marvel movie.
0: Yeah, it's, it's trying to... Uh, put the cart before the horse, basically. Like, hey, we—I know we have a lot of ground to keep up, but we're gonna do this movie to show that we're we've actually been ahead the whole time. Uh, and I'm I'm not really a fan of that.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that one. But also, and someone pointed out, and I I completely understand and agree. Of, um, it makes sense to have Ben Affleck come back because it's the Batman that Flash knows. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, it ends his story well. Um, but also. I pointed out to you, um, have any of our listeners at home, let us know if you have. um, Have you guys at home read a story called Batman The Flash The Button? It's kind of more or less the sequel to Flashpoint, which kicked off the new 52. Um, It's basically Flash going back in time to save his mom, which is kind of what the premise of Flashpoint, of what this Flash movie is supposed to be, of Barry going back in time to fix something. Well, in The Button... Batman comes across the Flashpoint Thomas Wayne. So Batman and Thomas actually do have a moment of reconciliation before Barry goes back to his current reality, thus completely eliminating that Flashpoint Thomas Wayne era. And he that completely races him. So Batman, again, has to lose his father one more time. But in one of the, Thomas Wayne's coolest moments ever, he basically kicks Batman to Flash going... No, you have to keep on living. My timeline is gone. But just like a true Wayne, what do we do? We rise. So he runs towards the white abyss of nothingness. I'm going like, that's how you go out like a boss. So I would love it. I, I wouldn't mind if we got more Ben Affleck-Batman going forward. But how cool of a send-off would it be of literally his timeline is gone forever. And so he runs into the void of nothing. Yeah. Like that he is the Thomas in this situation because we've heard that they want Michael Keaton's Batman going forward. That may have the plans may have changed. Um Like the wrestling term is always card subject to change Uh card subject to change for the DCEU. Now that they have Ben Affleck back, maybe they want him to be the Michael Keaton Batman. But last time we heard Michael Keaton was supposed to be the big Batman character going forward. So maybe maybe Ben wants a good exit and this is the way to do it of my timeline will literally disappear therefore I do not exist anymore um that that's my theory with it um I do think this is a one off for Affleck and we don't know how big a role it is it could be big it could be small I think it's cool that he's back I, I'm more proud of him for getting himself into this healthy enough state and healthy enough emotional state that he feels he's comfortable to be back in the big spotlight yeah. now. Cause when he left, I think a lot of people forget how I don't want to say damaged. Cause that sounds like a really intense word, but not in the best place. And he took time for himself to get himself back to a good, healthy place. And I think that's really going to pay off for him now. Um, I'm still worried that it might overshadow the rest of the flash movie, but the jury's still out on that. So we don't quite know. Um, yeah. Now, this is very interesting because you and I have been saying for a little bit DC is dominating the headlines and Marvel's just kind of awkwardly sitting around with their thumb up their butt. Um, at least the MCU is. The Sony Marvel projects apparently are still very much moving forward as it seems like we're getting not one but two Spider Man spin offs. We now have the guy that directed Triple Frontier for Netflix, JC Chandor. And Olivia Wilde, apparently of all people, is directing a female-led Marvel movie for Sony Marvel. With a lot of people suggesting that it's a Spider-Woman movie. I don't hate this, actually. Um, And here's why. In the past, I've been very critical of Sony just going, well, everything's a cash grab for them. They want to rush forward. If this was a cash grab, they would have made this announcement after venom's opening weekend on uh, 2018 but yeah the fact that this is kind of coming out of nowhere means okay they're probably taking their time and actually mapping this out now i don't know that much about um spider woman i did see book smart directed by olivia wilde i don't think it was my cup of tea but for um one of her earliest works as a director it might have been a directorial debut i'm not entirely sure it wasn't bad she definitely has a future as a director um I think the movie just didn't resonate with me, but I appreciate the skill and technique that went into making the movie. I'm much more circling Craven's, the Craven movie, just because as a character, I'm more interested in Craven the Hunter than potential Spider Woman. Now, if you said Craven the Hunter versus a Spider Gwen movie, that's a little bit closer. Okay, like ideal, like I don't know if I could choose Craven the Hunter, starring Jason Momoa. Or Spider Gwen mm-hmm. starring Haley Steinfeld. I'm going, mmm, I am going i do not know if I could pick. Um but yeah. mm. you're seeing these mm. you're seeing these two titles. Are you excited for either one? Are you excited for one more than the other? What are you thinking about these two titles that have been announced by Sony?
0: So you and I have been calling for Craven the Hunter for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since i think he outside of green goblin he's one of batman's uh, batman uh spider man's biggest challenges really and so i mean it could be could be a lot of fun uh i'm not i'm not against it at all like let's bring it on uh you go jason momoa i'm gonna go (laughs) i'm gonna go tom Horty. no um (laughs) butler i think is still in my heart oh
1: yeah that that's who i said that's what i've said for years i'm surprising i'm blanking on that because you know i've said that for yeah, years I
0: mean, come on man, what's wrong with you um but yeah no uh Deaf and Draw butler i don't know who i would want to be spider woman because like you i don't know a lot of brain honestly maybe this is an opportunity to give it to, to tell tell a fresh story that not a lot of people know um but also squider spider going is pretty cool so
1: <laughs> so uh if they are doing if these reports are true and we are getting a craven hunter movie does this increase or decrease the chances in your mind that he's the villain in the next Spider-Man movie?
0: Oh, I think it increases.
1: Okay. That's fair.
0: I I, actually, you know what? I think it decreases it a little bit, but I don't know. I I don't fight it. I'm not going to fight it either way, but I do. Yeah. It might decrease it a little bit because Sony, for the most part, Disney and Sony have tried to have a decent relationship in that. (laughs) You're not gonna do a said for the most part. Don't laugh at me. Um,
1: it's a love hate relationship.
0: I w- yeah, I don't. I just I don't think that they would have have Sony make a Craven the Hunter movie after Spider Man three. Mm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So um, something that someone pitched out there and i was like i hadn't even thought about this but oh my god i need it now uh we are so used to craven the hunter hunting spider-man that's just like his mo well what happens if after 2018 some guy named craven the hunter the greatest hunter in the world in the planet hears about some extraterrestrial being that has attached itself to some journalist in san francisco and it's craven versus venom
0: Ooh, that could be fun um i don't know why my brain went to blue beetle because he's DC, but i kind of want that now um <laughs> but yeah no that'd be cool it'd be a good way to tie everything together i think that's the one thing that this venom verse i'm putting larger quotes right at this particular moment is missing i'm going to be still have morbius coming so maybe that there'll be some connections there, but um, yeah, at this particular time, not that I'm against the idea, uh, there's not a lot of connections.
1: Mm. yeah'll I'll be very curious to see something'm yeah. I'm, I'm debating if I'm curious to see or not is death on the Nile. So, Death on the Nile is a quasi-sequel to um, Death, uh, Murder on the Orient Express from a couple years ago. It's a quasi-sequel in the sense that Kenneth Branagh is returning to direct it, and his Hercule Poirot, I think is the character's name, is returning as the main detective. Um, it's a murder mystery. I'm trying to think if this one was also based off an Agatha Christie story, like Murder on the Orient Express was. Um, I am all game for... Uh, murder mysteries knives out as i've said before was my favorite movie of last year um i like a good murder mystery and i want to like this movie let me preface this by saying i want to like this movie but i absolutely detested and hated murray murder on the orient express um i want to like kenneth brana as a director i think he still t- in my mind directed the most underrated mcu movie with thor but mm-hmm. but josh i'm sure you remember what was the last movie kenneth brana directed uh, There's I a, don't know. there's a reason i'm asking you of all people uh, i don't know <laughs> so i'll give you one clue okay the last name of the movie is how some people describe the movie foul
0: oh 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 oh, no
1: (laughs) kenneth (laughs) brana kenneth brana can be a good director but i don't want to say he's in a slump but i think he might be in a slump guys like thor was awesome but how much of yeah, that great. how much of that was kevin Feige, but also that was 9 years ago so, so I, how, wow wow
0: it was that long ago
1: 2011 same year as captain america
0: oh i remember seeing that in the theater ah uh. I was like uh, a few, uh, like, uh, oh, jeez. The, the story I'm about to tell you is probably like a year ago. I feel, jeez. So I was talking to some younger kid about Balboa. And I was like, it's the best one. It came out recently, blah, blah, blah. 14 years ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he was like, recently? I don't remember seeing it. I was like, no, nah, man, it came out recently. I know it. Uh, and then we went, I was like, look, I'll prove it to you. And Googled it. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> It came out a while ago. Okay, uh,
1: so we. But yeah,
0: I, to be in that when you when you're talking about something, uh, you look at the body of work, and you know, with Orient Express, an Artemis Fowl, it's uh, it's it's tough, dude. I mean, but maybe this is maybe there's something about this movie that is different. Maybe there's something about it that clicks with him, and this is how he launches off again.
1: Okay, yes. So, we are talking about this because they released a trailer. Josh, did you happen to see this trailer, and what did you think?
0: I did not, unfortunately. I uh, have been busy this weekend, obviously. Uh, but, uh, feel free to tell me about it. So, <laughs> so
1: here's the thing. Here's my issues with it. Um, it looks a lot like Murder on the Express, except instead of a train, we're on a boat this time. Um, it also... To Murdering on Orient Express's credit, like, the trailers got me interested. That's how I got suckered into watching that crap movie to begin with. But also, the trailers quickly established what the mystery is. Somebody has murdered Johnny Depp. And spoiler alert, Johnny Depp killed his own career. But, um, no. That's... No, if anybody's gonna kill his career, it's Amber Heard. But, um, this trailer... And maybe it's just because it's his first trailer. I... I'm going, okay, these are the players on the board, but I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know what the mystery that we're supposed to be solving here is. Like, I'm assuming somebody's been murdered, but is who, who's been murdered? And you'll be like, but that's a spoiler. Yeah. If you're telling me who got murdered is a spoiler in a detective story, that raises some red flags to me going, um... Shouldn't we know going into this who the victim is in a mystery? Like, like that should be one of the first things that's established is going, okay, person A is murdered. Persons B through F are the suspects. It's one of them. We got to figure out what it is. This is like, all right, here's people A through F, and there's a mystery. I'm like, well, if you don't tell me what the mystery is, I can't get interested but also, like yeah. I, like I said, Murdani and Express left such a sour taste in my mouth that I I don't know. I want to be excited, but I just I just can't really.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get that. I mean, as a, I think Artemis Fowl is a good uh good example for me at least because I was so excited from the trailers, and then the movie happened. Have, um,
1: have you still gotten around to watching it yet?
0: I turned it off after like thirty minutes, Um, which is very disheartening as someone who loved the series growing up. Uh, But yeah, it's trailers are how you get you, how they get you, and when it comes to mysteries, I mean, even in Knives Out, they told you who the you know who was getting killed, and kind of presented the the mystery. They didn't give a lot away. But even if they had, you wouldn't have been able to really call it until you saw it. Mm -hmm. Um, So to say whoever got murdered is a spoiler, bro, how flimsy is your is your plot? Or maybe it's just based off of a very popular Agatha Christie book and they don't want to give it away yet. But I don't know. Like it's a it's a
1: it's a book. If people really wanted to know, they could just, you know look it up in hard copy. I know that's a weird thing to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, which is funny because I actually, uh, um, this weekend, one of the things I did was go with my mom to a local bookstore and I was just, uh, and it was literally just because I was, I happened to be out with her running errands and I ended up, I I ended up being the one to walk out with, with books. So that, Good was, for you. that, that was hilarious.
1: Um, <laughs> well, and at least some more positive news. Yeah. This kind of contradicts something that we have been saying for a while. Uh, everyone loves Stranger Things, except Season 2. You can go die in a hole, Season 2 of Stranger Things. You sucked and almost maybe turned you off. Um, but thankfully, Season 3 redeemed itself. Um, but I thought Season 4 of Stranger Things, and I still kind of think it is. Um, Apparently, Season 4 is not the quote-unquote game for Stranger Things, and the Duffer Brothers, the creators, plan on it keeping going, and they've said they know a definitive timeline of when this will end. I have my doubts, but Josh, you hear that the Duffer Brothers are saying season four is not the end, but they do know when the end will be. What are you thinking of that?
0: I'm suspicious.
1: I'm suspicious, mm-hmm. because I think
0: everything is leading to this being the end. It's just the way that the, that the third season built and the way they were like, they released that tr- teaser and they're like, Hey guys, Hopper's still alive. You're not going to miss Hopper. <laughs> um, I think how could you not, you've been building this over three seasons. How could you not? I mean, and, and also you don't want your kids to age out. Um, whatever that means, I guess, but if you're going to sit here and say, we know a definitive timeline, okay, cool. Hopefully that's not 12 seasons because don't no. pull a Supernatural and drag this out too long where your fan base not necessarily loses interest, but it just doesn't want to be there anymore.
1: No, Netflix Netflix doesn't know what 12-season shows are. Um, they, <laughs> Correct. Here's why I don't buy it. Um, certainty and 2020 are things that don't go together. Nothing is guaranteed in this year. You could be like, we are we know for a fact we're getting a season next year. Dude. Nothing is guaranteed right now. Like, yes, we know they're getting a season four, but Netflix could have some something come up that they go, no, we need we need to wrap this up and go home now, type of thing. Um, so nothing Maybe
0: they go bankrupt.
1: They already are massively in debt. Um, so yeah, I would like more Stranger Things. If they have a specific timetable, like seven year. If there's seven seasons, like seven years of Harry Potter type of thing, because I feel like that's probably what they're aiming for, um, then maybe. But also, Duffer Brothers, it's cool that you think that. But you're not the ones that sign the checks. Netflix is. If Netflix says you're done, you might have no choice in the matter because... Netflix has a tendency to cancel things no matter how popular after a certain point because it means you have to pay people more. Uh, I watched a fantastic video recently about the long-term damage that Netflix may have because they don't have any shows that would qualify for quote-unquote syndication. Obviously, they don't have syndication on Netflix, but uh, the most popular shows on Netflix were Friends and The Office. Those have a buttload of episodes, like around 10 seasons plus And around, what, 20 episodes per season? That's a Mm -hmm. lot of episodes. Netflix is going, Stranger Things is the best show we have. Sure, it's really good. But you have eight seasons. You have three seasons of eight episodes. That is like one season of any CW show. Quality-wise, it's good. But quantity-wise, people sometimes just want quantity. It's the reason why Office was so binged. It was something to put on in the background for hours and hours at a time. And not having shows that can be long-term, I think, is going to hurt Netflix in the long run. And I want Stranger Things to last until it doesn't get stale anymore. Stranger Things Season 2. Um, but again, so long as someone controls your how much money is coming into your system, it's not up to you. Despite your enthusiasm, which makes me happy that 4 is not the end. But again, it might not be up to you.
0: Yeah, I see But like to for a counterpoint here, because I I'm a debater, apparently. Um, I don't like the idea of people binging The Office and, and Friends so much, uh, especially when there's so much other content. I, I, as I like these shows. I mean, I don't like Friends. My, my hot take has always been Friends is never, not as good as you, you think it is. Uh, But because people binge it so much and it is such a rewatchable show for a lot of people, it feels better and bigger than it is. Uh, But that's uh, that's a little bit of my own opinion. But because but there's something to be said about the binge culture is Mm. you have to be you have to be able to take long periods of time and binge a show. And this is coming from a guy who will happily binge Scrubs all the time. But I know that, I mean, first of all, that season nine is garbage, but it's a spinoff show. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. Um, but that there's other stuff for me to watch. And I understand the psychology of having something you can always go to and having the comfort of a good home, like a a go-to show. I get that. But if, as far as syndication goes, if all we do is just pump out ton like long seasons, 20 episodes, lots of stuff to watch, there's a question to be had of like, okay, well, how well is the story being told? And I think that's something that a lot of people that do watch the Pat pod and do listen, will hear me say a lot is that, I would much rather have two solid seasons of good storytelling looking at you Mindhunter, hunter and be and just leave it there than have 8 12 15 seasons of 20 episodes where it's just a bunch of nonsense you know
1: yeah that makes sense but i think at the same time the reason why you watch Scrubs or people watch Friends or I watch Psych is it's comfort food. And without showing my hand too much, yeah. I think I have a video in the works in the back of my mind. It's just putting pen to paper for something in the future that Josh and I will announce at a later date. Um, let's just say there's a project that I have in mind that I think one of the biggest problems with fandoms nowadays is familiarity and comfort. Um, and that hinders um, new things. But that's a... That's a topic for a later day. Transitioning from one Netflix show to another is one that, if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, I've been clamoring for literally any details whatsoever on this show, and the Netflix gods have heard my cries, because now we have our first official images from the next season of Haunting of Hill House called The Haunting of Bly Manor. And, oh, sweet Jesus. I just need this to be here already. So for those that don't know, it's not necessarily a sequel to The Haunting of Hill House. It has a lot of the same actors, like the actress that played Nell, the actor that played Luke, um, Kate Siegel is almost in every Mike Flanagan production, the dad in the flashback scenes, um, but they're not playing the same characters. So they're act. Think American horror stories, same actors, but completely different roles and completely different story and setting. That being said, you tell me Mike Flanagan's doing something. I don't care what it is. I'm there in a heartbeat. Mike Flanagan to me, except for some of his earlier work, which really just didn't really resonate with me, like absentia was just kind of eh. Um, almost everything else he just nails out of the park for me. Love Doctor Sleep, love Hush so much, loved Haunting of Hill House. Um, I just love his work. Oculus. You have heard us talk about Oculus ad nauseum because we love it so much. Um, It's just nice to see, okay, if we're getting pictures, this should theoretically be right around the corner. So maybe like by the end of September or October, because I'd much rather be talking about this than that stupid Enola Holmes teaser with Eleven. It's just, it's stupid. Uh, But Josh, you see some of these official pictures from Haunting of Bly Manor. What did you think of Haunting of Hill House? And are you excited for this?
0: Yo, oh, absolutely. Excited for this. Are you kidding me? The Haunting of Hill House was fantastic. And if you haven't seen it yet, what are you doing? Are you still watching Friends? Come on.
1: Nope, that, um, that's on HBO Max.
0: <laughs> oh, well, maybe you are still watching Friends, then. Um, but yeah, it's uh, – I love the show. Um, the pictures are cool. They feel very much in vain with what the show is. Uh, that main poster, though, definitely feels to me like um, – what vibes i got the vibes of uh oh geez what movie um movie with daniel radcliffe first movie after oh, woman Harry in black Potter. woman in black woman in black well the first one was fantastic and uh, i get at least from that main poster the that middle picture i get that uh woman in black vibe just a little bit so let i mean granted there is a almost a woman in black Vibe with the first one, even uh, with the so. I mean, let's go, dude. So I'm excited!
1: I kind of get your woman in black vibe, but um, for those that remember, there's a horrible horror movie at the beginning of this year, I think all the way back then, called The Turning, which did not do very well. Uh, it reminds me of The Turning mixed with Downtown, uh, Downtown, Downtown Abbey. Downtown, Downtown Downton
0: Abbey.
1: Look, doesn't it look like if Downtown <laughs> Abbey was a horror movie?
0: <laughs> okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm down, bro. Let's go. I don't see why not. You know, at this point, I just need more h- horror in my life. Don't we? Horror.
1: Don't we all? Horror. Horror. horror um. So, horror, Josh, what would what would your time frame be on this? When do you think we'll get this?
0: Uh, I wouldn't be surprised about October.
1: Yeah, I think that was when Hill House dropped the first time. Um,
0: yeah, it, it just it makes sense, um, especially when. Not a lot of new stuff has been coming out. Um, come, you know, drop in in October. It all, first of all, is prime spot for for any horror movie. Um,
1: it's the spooky season.
0: Yeah, yeah, spooky season, bro. Bring
1: it on. Bring it on, man. Alrighty. Well, Josh, you got a sponsor for us this week? Before we get into um, the fun stuff.
0: Oh, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> This episode of the Uncharted podcast is brought to you in part by cupcakes. When you want muffins, but you still need lots of frosting.
1: Okay. Is there a difference between cupcakes and muffins in your mind? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Besides the frosting. No. (laughs) (laughs) With that distinct, with that very important distinction made, let us get into our main discussion this week. So, as we've stated numerous times, the discussion for this week is a full rundown of DC Fandom. So, we won't necessarily be going with, like, the biggest stories. I was planning on going. I have all of our notes here. I was planning on going over it in kind of the order that things drop. So, we will save the Batman for last because, I don't know about you, Josh, but I, I think I'm pretty confident in saying that's probably the thing that we had the most thoughts about. Me? Me? Pro- no, prob- I don't even like Batman. Probably. Um, so, the first thing was... um, What was the first thing? Wonder Woman. I'm blanking because, <laughs> I'll be honest, I liked the Wonder Woman panel fine, but in terms of panels, like, for the entire event, Wonder Woman was definitely towards the bottom, Um, and what we got out of it was a new trailer, which isn't in our main graphic here but it's it's there nonetheless um and this one like i said it would be featured cheetah this time um you sure yeah um you sure because i could barely see her yeah josh what are you thinking about the cheetah reveal in wonder woman 84's trailer i would love to give you an
0: opinion i would love to give you an opinion about cheetah but um you you she's there she's definitely there but um you can't make her out there's no clear view of her uh and what i saw i didn't like so there's that i i I, don't know dude it was just so weird
1: okay to be fair in the movie's defense i'll give them this um as a character, Cheetah's going to be really, really difficult because in live-action form. Because it's either going to be done practically, which could work. I was just hoping that it didn't go full cats with it. And it looked like it didn't, didn't go full cats. Never go full cats. Um, I think it... We were complaining that we couldn't really see. I think it kind of works in the film's favor to keep it in the dark. That way, if your CGI isn't necessarily up to snuff that kind of hides it a little bit. That's why like, um, the T-Rex in Jurassic Park still looks good to this day. Cause it's in the rain at night. Um, <laughs> it's using that to its advantage. This. Okay. I get it. Um, I'm still not a huge fan of this. Like some of the designs, um, Patty Jacobs has said how excited she's been to be able to use that like gold plated wonder woman suit. That suit really does nothing for me. Um, Heather and I were talking about it, of how much more we actually prefer the suit that she's wearing. I don't know what it's called, but we've just been calling it the Starcourt Mall from Stranger Things. When she's doing that bust in front of the and books, which... Oh, the nostalgia. Uh, and she's got that bright red and bright blue. I'm like, that is a perfect Wonder Woman suit. You brought up the colors um, because she's in a more hopeful time. She's in a completely different non-wartime decade. That makes sense. I Let's just say I... I feel pretty confident knowing the story cause I may or may not have read some things from that may or may not have been some credible sources. Um, uh, and the suit makes sense. That being said, I still not the biggest fan. And from what I've read, the story kind of seems a little anticlimactic compared to the first one. Um, I have been very eagerly anticipating the reveal of Cheetah just because she's such a hard character to visually get right. i I'm still on the fence. I don't know. I will say though, it could have been so much worse.
0: I mean, okay, that's fair. I'll give you. I'll give you that. It could have been a lot worse. And I, I think maybe my not dislike, but disinterest of the reveal. I'm going to put large air quotes of the reveal um, comes mainly from my disinterest and unfortunate indifference to this movie uh the the none of the trailers have really grabbed me um she's in that that's what's tough is she's doing some cool stuff i do think the suit in of itself is a cool like concept the when she's lassoing from lightning bolt to lighting bolt like that's super cool to me but it doesn't do anything me either so i I don't it's it's tough i i want wonder woman to do well and obviously it's going to be hard if this movie doesn't do well that for people to be like ah well i guess wonder woman was a fluke then because it just happened to be good because the second one's not i don't know we'll see what happens I, i i really hope that's not the case because i never want to root against a movie that is trying to do something super big you know what i mean so it's uh, we'll we'll see what happens man
1: yeah it i don't know this i'm with you i i really want to like this movie but so far none of the trailers have really wowed me like the first movie did with its trailers i'm just going that feels like a wonder Woman movie this one i don't really know what to make of it it's just kind of it's just kind of there i want to like it and i think cheetah could have been a lot worse but again we haven't seen it in action in in play yet um also like we know pedro pascal is playing maxwell lord i don't know i like pedro pascal he's awesome in the mandalorian i i don't know if i buy maxwell the way that they're presenting maxwell lord at least. As a real big threat to Wonder Woman, really. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I agree. I have serious issues with the way they portrayed Ares. I think Ares and the final third of Wonder Woman is my only real issue that I have. And why it's not rated higher in my DC rankings list. Because that trench scene is fantastic. But the wheels really start to fall off in the finale. Ares felt like a more credible threat to Wonder Woman than Maxwell, Lord, and Cheetah does. But, again... We've benefited hindsight, we've seen Ares in action. We haven't seen Maxwell Lord and Cheetah in action yet, so the jury's still out on that, I guess. Um Yeah, we'll see. But after that, we have Gotham Knights, which I don't even care. I'm buying this day one. I don't even care if it's <laughs> I don't even care if it's a buggy mess. I don't care if it's the worst game ever. But also, I feel kind of vindicated in this because I've seen a lot of people kind of Sour on the idea of this game. Because it comes from Warner Brothers Montreal. Who did Arkham Origins. Which I'm not a big fan of. But the reason why I've been defending this game for a while. Is this game has one major thing in it's favor. That Arkham Origins did not. Time. 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 You could tell. So badly. That Arkham Origins was rushed. Because... WB wanted a game out by a certain point and Rock City was like, we're not going to have that game out by then. But if you really want Warner Brothers, can, Warner Brothers Montreal could probably take care of that. And they're like, yeah, we, we can do it, guys. We'll just reuse a lot of your files. That's why so much of the map is from Arkham City or so much of the combat feels the same. And it just felt like a very shallow experience because they had to meet a certain deadline. Arkham Origins is not a bad game. I was just kind of disappointed with it overall. This has had a lot of time to develop since Arkham Origins. Um, and it looks, just from the look we've got now, it looks so much more polished and refined than Arkham Origins. Because even from the get-go, I thought Arkham Origins didn't look as good visually as it mm-hmm. should have. And again, it comes with time. It didn't have the time to be what it was supposed to. This game looks similar to Arkham Knight, which we need to say. They have come out and said that, ironically, of the two games we're going to talk about today, this is the one that is not set in the Arkhamverse, which I think is super weird. Um, Because, spoiler alert for those who played Arkham Knight, Batman dies at the end, and he's supposedly dead in this, which I have a theory, but we'll come back to that. Um, They're making this his own separate universe, which I think is a smart idea, because... You're not beholden to the continuity of Arkham. You can kind of start your own thing, but anybody that knows me knows where it's at. Why I'm buying this day one playable nightwing and free <laughs> roam. I don't even care. This game could crash every 30 minutes, but I get to finally live a lifelong dream, not lifelong, but years long dream of Just playing as Dick Grayson in open world. Cause I was trying to find ways to hack Arkham Knight That wouldn't glitch out. That wasn't getting patched in the next patch notes. Um, I'm not going to lie. This looks enough like the Arkham games that I'm interested in. I'm actually more interested in this than the other game that we'll talk about later. And maybe that's my ties to Arkham. But it looks like Arkham, but it looks fresh enough that I'm interested in. Plus, there's there's one or two yeah. major details that we haven't said yet that also entices me. But Josh, you saw the trailer and some of the gameplay for Gotham Knights. What, what are your thoughts about it?
0: It's cool. Yeah. No, (laughs) I don't know. I uh, the trailer, I think, could have been and this is such a stupid nitpick for me. um, I feel like the trailer could have been better put together. I felt that's uh, fair. Yeah. But yeah, you know what I mean? It was like, hey, guys, characters, look at that. Yay! Oh, cool! And look, and I'm gonna do all this stuff. That's fun. Oh, and we have a story instead of being like, "Hey guys, this is the story, and these are the characters." Like in like weaving it together instead of making it feel like almost a discount uh, Ultimate Alliance, but with the Batman family. Um, so I don't know, man. I- I'm excited for sure. I would. I can't wait to play as Nightwing as. Uh, Red Hood. Uh, my big question is, which Robin is that?
1: It's Tim. It is Tim? They confirmed that's it's Tim. really
0: weird because he looks a lot like Damien. Yep, there's a lot of debate <laughs>
1: online if it was Tim or Damien, but it is, in fact, Tim. So, the other that's thing, crazy. besides playable Nightwing, that obviously shut up and take my money, but something we've been clamoring forever, and it's like the worst kept secret in video games, that this is a Court of Owls game. So, yes, sign me up, doubly you could take all my money let's also say the t to tee something up for later i don't think this will be the last time we talk about the court of owls tonight um
0: oh really
1: yes um uh, oh, wait i just connected those dots like right now holy cow yeah uh guys <laughs> at some point i'll toss it over to josh so i can run across the room and get the hat for later but um the court of owls is the main villains <laughs> Dang it, maybe I should get the hat now, because time for a tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. I need a graphic for that just to pop up. Um,
0: You really do. um,
1: I think I can already tell you who the main, the final boss will be. Any guesses, Josh?
0: I'm going to go with Batman.
1: Dang it! Dang it! (laughs) Yeah, that's basically what everyone's guessing. There's not a chance in the world... That Batman in your opening game of this new franchise, Batman is actually dead. Um, I think he's
0: yeah, and it's it's not like there's a shot of them, of Batgirl and Nightwing walking towards towards a uh, what looks like a Lazarus pit, Lazarus pit at all. So there's that.
1: Yeah. Also, um, it's <laughs> it would be cool storytelling wise. though. if you're if you've been playing as quote unquote the sidekicks for the entire game and the final boss. Is your boss basically, um, like brainwashed by the Court of Owls, or better yet, if he's not the final boss, imagine if the whole game is he's not dead, or even brainwashed. He's just stuck in the Court of Owls uh, labyrinth, and he's running out of time. Because you mean
0: exactly like the the, the comic? Yes. Yeah, I'm done with that. I'm, I have no, I have nothing against it. Um, I do have a feeling that uh my biggest issue with this game is going to end up being um that it might play like a smash and go uh, Avengers with, like like Avengers, but with talons because with as many boxes of talons as they showed, it was like, uh, well. like this could be fun. But also, like, I'm not here to just beat up crowds of talents, which is funny because I'm gonna caveat that with I'm here to beat up a bunch of like low
1: level (laughs) scum
0: criminals.
1: So, (laughs) to be fair, there's there's that many talents. There's a ton of them. Um, Yeah, I there's other villains in this. Like we saw the freeze gameplay. There's been references to Two Face, uh, League of Assassins. Um, my big if I have one big negative for this, it's that. It's co-op, but it's online co-op. So if Heather and I wanted to play it as Nightwing and Batgirl, we can't. We can't do local co-op, which sucks. And I don't really get that. I would think local co-op would be easier to do than online. So you and I could play it long distance, but I can't play it with the person next to me on the couch. That's just really weird to me. Yeah. Um yeah. but it still looks better than hey, still looks a whole heck is- of a lot better than Avengers
0: agreed and that just means that we you can i can add a game for us to play because i mean we still have to play some fall guys yeah
1: dude we need to play fall guys we have not played that yet have you have you uh gotten any crowns yet
0: no i have not uh you know what after we're done recording let's go get on and let's play some Fall guys let's you know let's do do some stuff together man let's do it
1: (laughs) not to brag or anything but i got a crown my first day
0: (laughs) Oh, cool. We're so cool.
1: <laughs> and now is when we start getting into the really big news. Um, Josh, you ready to start going over the big stuff? Let's hit it hard, my dude. So the Flash is a thing that's coming, and we still have our concerns about it. But, okay. Absolutely. We're we're still a little nervous that the Flash will be overshadowed. Um, but I, for the most part, like the Flash panel. I'll say this, I wanted to like the flash panel, but I don't know about you, Josh, but it was... I wanted to like it, and Ezra Miller seemed really cool in it, but still had this, like, massive elephant in the room going, I'm still really uncomfortable because we know what you did and we still have not acknowledged it at all. Like, yeah, I want to be excited for this because this is a really cool presentation. I like the flash facts. That was, that was kind of fun. He was entertaining, but at the same time, I'm just like... Yeah, pretending nothing happened really, really isn't the best strategy here, guys. Um,
0: What's great is uh, I get really, I got really annoyed with him doing the Snyder Cut panel.
1: Okay, which quick side tangent here, and this is the this is the most heated I got during all of fandom. It's super super nitpicky. Where the heck was Jason Momoa for anything? Like, wasn't there <laughs> no seriously? Like, wasn't there during the Aquaman panel? But James Wan and Patrick Wilson was there. Wasn't there for the Snyder Cut panel. Even Ray Fisher himself, who was in the middle of, uh, like, this big investigation alongside one of into the Justice League with Joss Whedon. Even he was there. Even if it was just for that panel. What were you so busy doing, Jason Momoa, that you couldn't be there for a five-minute Skype call? Like, come on. It was... <laughs>
0: Um, knowing Jason, he was probably, like, surfing, mountain climbing or something, you know? Like, he's, like, they were, were like, hey, man, um, this is the date for Fandom. Um, you're gonna be available, right? And he's, like, sorry, guys, I'm climbing a mountain. (laughs) (laughs) And I won't be back for six weeks.
1: (laughs) By looked at his calendar, looked at the clock, and realized Fandom had already passed, and goes, oh, man, I missed it. (laughs) And just <laughs> so <My man. laughs> getting back to the awkward flash panel of like it was really really cool and they're getting really excited and that's awesome but again it was really just awkward of like are we not going to acknowledge anything that happened it would be like if amber heard was on the aquaman panel and they never said anything about it like
0: Or if Amber Heard is in in Aquaman 2.
1: Well, there's talk that she might be, but um, yeah, I'm not not a fan of that either. But in terms of the actual stuff that was presented for Flash, we got music to my ears from Andy Muschietti and actually some official pictures that I'll throw up with the graphic right now um, with the picture, as you can see to the left of the Suicide Squad poster, the Flash with what appears to be Michael Keaton's Batman. Now they didn't confirm, Michael Keaton will be in it. But the music that I've been waiting, the music to my ears that I've been waiting for, just the magic words that immediately go, okay, I'll be there opening night. Flash will get a new suit. Because I... Yay. It's a dead horse for me that I keep beating, but the suit that Flash wears in Justice League is up there for one of, if not the worst superhero suit of all time. I hate it with every fiber of my being. I hate the color. I hate the over-reliance on the armor, because Zack Snyder thinks it looks cool, and he's like, well, it's homemade. Um, Robert Pattinson made his Batman suit in that story, and that looks awesome. Uh, It just doesn't... That suit's terrible. But the suit in the concept art looks amazing, and it's even better by the fact that Andy Muschietti said, yeah, he gets a new suit that's originally created by Bruce Wayne, I'm going, yeah, buddy, which Bruce Wayne is it? But also, yeah, buddy. So, basically, Batman is the Tony Stark of Homecoming. And that actually, that works for me. Now, the million-dollar question. Will the suit come out of a ring?
0: No. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, it won't. <laughs> I just, I, I don't trust them to do it. Um, also, well, you know what, if Batman, no. No. I, it, it won't that that was just a whole little trip that we just took there with, with me, but, um,
1: we're <laughs> no, going I, I on a trip I, in our I, favorite as as rocket as ship,
0: as a, as a magic rocket ship. Um, <laughs> baby. Eyes, uh, na, 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 na. Um, <laughs> Oh geez. It's, so it's not okay. How much of that song? No. Uh,
1: <laughs> I was going with little Einstein's. What were you going with?
0: Yeah. That's what I said. Little Einstein's anyway. Um, it's not like anybody can pull. Like it can rewind that and re-listen to hear what I actually said. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that's a good thing. I'm excited about a new suit. Uh, the fact that it's made by Batman, I'm super okay with because it. But even like his Snyder, and again, this might be because I don't like the way the Snyder talks about the comic about the comics. Um, even the way that he was like, yeah, he made it himself. Armor plating, really? <laughs> okay, that's what he went with. Also, I, uh, it, 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 you have a guy who's obviously smart. He made this suit that's very sophisticated, but that's what he went with. Get out of here. Also, you're, um, you're trying to no, you're trying to backtrack. You can be quiet now. Oh no,
1: it's a weird nitpick of uh with this Flash movie can we please teach the flash how to run properly and not like an awkward ice skater that's land skating because his running in justice league is that really how people run even with super speed just ask tom cruise he's he runs super fast i guess like is is that what you think running is ezra miller like you did all this flash research, but you didn't do any running research. Like, it just looks yeah. uh, arms flailing everywhere. It's aerodynamic. I'm going, whatever.
0: I, I think the thing that was very telling in which it's still, I still don't trust Zach and I don't trust Ezra um, is, and I keep getting ahead of myself, but the panel honestly really annoyed me. Uh, it's not on the Snyder cut panel. Um, Snyder calls Flash a quantum hero because he deals a lot with time and space.
1: And I was like... <sighs> uh, he really doesn't go back in time that often. Although I will say, I was just... we won't get to Snyder Cut panel yet, but I will say, I thought, at least for me personally, it was very telling when a fan asked him, who's your favorite comic book character? And he said, Dr. Manhattan. I'm going, that explains a lot. You like the cold, emotionally distant characters because that's kind of how he writes his characters. Dr. Manhattan is not a good person. and That's okay. That's Zack Snyder. That's his favorite character. That's that's cool. Everybody's got favorite characters. But I think that explains a lot of his style with comic books and why I think Watchmen is his best movie by far because he doesn't have to write good people. He, can, he has scummy people. I think he struggles with people that want to do good for altruistic reasons, just being good. And that's always been his issue, I think. Um, but that's the Snyder yeah, Cut. Yeah. Getting back to The Flash, I they didn't give a ton, but they gave more than Aquaman's panel, which is single-handedly the most disappointing panel of the whole show, which they're just like, hey, oh. breaking news. Patrick Wilson's coming back as Orm. I'm going, cool. And then they like awkwardly cut their segment. Yeah, the Aquaman panel sucked, but, um, and maybe it's because it's a long way off. But so is Shazam and the Flash. But they at least said something. Um,
0: <laughs> Zach was so uncomfortable, and it was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man.
1: Okay, so any, anything else I on the Flash it. before we move on to the Suicide yeah. Squad? Yeah, I was excited about Suicide Squad. Okay, so Suicide Squad, up until this point, was my favorite panel before, you know, the main event. Um, but did me? I think this was probably the most fun panel. The, the Batman one was more like, understanding what the movie was going to be like. This one was more, this is how much fun we had while making it. Also, we got a, we finally figured out who everyone's playing and we were right on some and really wrong on some other ones. Idris Elba. Dude. Um, I felt lied to about the Idris Elba one, but Bloodsport's cool, I guess.
0: so sad. I can't tell you how sad I am that he's not playing bronze type. Like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I got something else real like out of the blue like really right because I I won't lie to you. I was legitimately almost heartbroken.
1: <laughs> get over it cuz we're getting oh. get over it cuz we're getting peacemaker. And yes. That's true. And we're getting King Shark, bro. King Shark. King Shark is a shark. King Shark is a shark. Okay. Ugh. This is maybe just my fan nitpick, but for those that have seen Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, I really want that interaction between King Shark and Captain Boomerang of King Shark is a shark, King Shark is a shark, and Captain Boomerang's a frickin' boomerang, you twat knuckle. <laughs> and, <I'm> like, <laughs> and he's just like, it's been an honor to fight by your side. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also, love that. Also, uh, there's
1: a theory out there that I kind of believe of, we know our friend and yours, Taika Waititi's in this movie. But they didn't say mm. who he's playing. You know who didn't get a title card in this? In their... Everyone's getting a title card clip? King mm. Shark. Yeah, I thought he... Nope. If you look back, it just says King Shark is in the movie. But they don't say who he's playing. it. In the thing... In the panel, they say... And this is the body double for King Shark of who's doing the motion capture and everything. But they never said who's doing the voice. I think Taiko Atiti oh, no. is King Shark.
0: Oh no! Oh gosh! I don't think my body's ready for that. I don't <laughs> think he's ready for Taiko Atiti to be King Shark. But also, that's perfect. Oh my goodness!
1: I'm a shark. i am um, i I'm am gonna bite oh. your head off? Um, that seems <laughs> unpleasant for you. You you're a bit gummy, but um, yeah. That's my that's my little shark, Cuba.
0: Shout out, man, to the uh, Harley Harley Quinn animated show because Mm -hmm. they do stuff with characters that is so fun that I think will bleed over into this. Um, I think the only other one that – there's two of them that I got pretty excited for. I mean Peacemaker we kind of
1: knew. I called that. I called that, and you tried to say, you don't know who Peacemaker is. Dude, I will drag them out if I have to. I actually had the first (laughs) five issues of Peacemaker, and Peacemaker, and you said the Harley Quinn show, uh, Harley Quinn, brings me to what I love the most about this panel, was James Gunn with the ultimate flex of, look how spot on our costume department is, of, holy crap, these people look like they're ripped out of a comic book. Like, the first one was like, this is dark and gritty, so it has to fit in a Snyderverse. Um, this one is like, nah, dude, these are riff right from the com- pa- the pages of a comic book. Like, Rick Flagg was no one's favorite character about the first Suicide Squad. I'd be lying if I said I didn't pop super hard when his title card comes up, and he's wearing the classic yellow t-shirt. I was just like, oh,
0: yes. Rick
1: Flag. Also, I haven't even that seen the movie cool. yet, but the the like the braids and a bomber jacket and jeans for Harley Quinn Mm -hmm. hands down. My new favorite Harley Quinn movie outfit that I was like, that's Harley Quinn. But also it's a not overly sexualized Harley Quinn. That is so often the case for Harley. Whereas this one is just like, Oh no, that's just a crazy girl. That's going to shoot a bazooka at your face. But also it's the classic red and black Harley. It looked awesome. Um, Yeah. But that looked good. Just the ultimate flex of like, michael rooker's savant character here's the comic and then here's michael rooker i was like oh wow that's really spot on uh just seeing how close everyone was to their comics um and seeing certain mysteries like who's playing king shark what role is nathan fillion i'm saying it now he's arm fall off boy and that's gonna be great <laughs> or Flew Laborg being javelin um and then they showed, like, the behind-the-scenes clip. Oh, no, actually, the part that I popped the most was we said Peacemaker. When John Cena comes out with Peacemaker, because we kind of figured that would happen. I genuinely didn't think that they would give him the dome helmet. because Because that's such a cheesy, stupid thing. Because, I, like I said, I actually have some of the Peacemaker comics. And that costume is so old-school, like, rocketeer-dated design that I was like, this ain't going to fly. I popped so hard when I saw it. She's like, it looks stupid and I need it. It looks so good. (laughs) I think the one
0: that I popped for and there was no reason for me to pop for it was Weasel. Who? Okay. Sean Gunn. I love Sean Gunn. And the fact that he plays both Rocket the Raccoon and now Weasel is killing
1: me. He's gonna get so oddly typecast.
0: Oh man.
1: Okay, so then.
0: It is! And like they showed the they they did, they did the side by side of him and then the, what he's gonna look like in the movie. I just lost it.
1: <laughs> so let's get a full rundown. We've got Rick Flagg from the last movie. My man, Polka Dot Man. <laughs> Halloween costume incoming! Because, <laughs> screw y'all, Polka Dot Man will be the MVP of this movie. I've been saying that since they announced this movie and they said that he might be in it. Because Polka Dot Man, for life, he's the best. Uh, we got King Shark. King Shark is a shark. Whatever Nathan Spillian's character is. It's supposedly just TDK. It's it's going to be Arm Fall Off Boy. Calling it now. A completely new character. uh, Played by the woman... Oh, oh from that USA show. I'm not... Completely full, caught up. Soul Soria is the character name. Uh, Flew Borg as Javelin. Michael Rooker as Savant. Pete Davidson as Blackguard. Um, Dude, I was
0: so excited to hear Pete was in this. Are you kidding me? Let's go.
1: Sean Gunn as Weasel. Um, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn in her coolest outfit yet. Captain Boomerang, the best part of the original movie. Your boy, Peter Capaldi as The Thinker. Yeah.
0: I love that he's the thinker.
1: We've got Amanda Waller, Idris Elba as Bloodsport, not Bronze Tiger, Mm. Ratcatcher 2. I actually really dig the fact that they call her Ratcatcher 2 and not just Ratcatcher. Like, they're acknowledging there was somebody before you that was probably better. Mongal, who who is actually somebody. They're not just gender-swapping Mongol. And then, yeah,
0: because that's what I thought, and I actually was like, at first, when I thought that that was the case, I was like, I am super down for that.
1: I think uh, that, no, we'll probably get Mongol at a later date in some other movie.
0: Oh, I would hope so. I mean,
1: and then, it's Mongol. And then our boy, John Cena, as Peacemaker, in probably the most comic-accurate suit. Um, okay, now that we've got the list of all the people in it, Josh, it's time to do the hit list. Who's surviving? Who's dying in The Suicide Squad?
0: Okay, dying is, uh, I'm going to go Weasel, TDK, um, Thinker, Savant, Mongol, Mongal. Mongal? Yeah, uh, Mo- Mongal, sorry. And uh, Blackguard. At least, bare minimum.
1: I think, yeah. I would not be surprised if there's like two people left standing at the end of this movie. Um
0: I, I wanna say Rick Flagg, but I
1: mm, yeah, I we'll see. Rick Flagg is the most like I don't know here because he's supposed to be the leader, but I don't know. Um I am willing to bet the house. Again, James Gunn has said don't get too attached. I feel like we can get pretty attached to Harley Quinn because I don't think she's going anywhere. I think she's no, that's it. Harley Quinn is the only one that I feel like is probably safe to survive. I don't want Polka Dot Man to die, but I feel like he might. Um uh, okay, looking at the list. Rick Flag. Ah I don't know. I lean more towards die. Polka dot man. I lean towards we're gonna keep him alive, and he's gonna have he's gonna be the MVP. King Shark, we leave alive. Maybe for Aquaman 2, please. Um GDK slash arm fall off boy. He's gonna die. Solsoria, gonna die. Javelin, going to die. Blackguard, going to die. Weasel, going to die. Savant, oh, it's Michael Worker. He's got to die. Captain Boomerang and Harley Quinn are safe. Um, hmm, Peacemaker, yes. Mongal, yes. Ratcatcher, dead. Bloodsport, dead. Really? Really? I, yep, I think we're going to have to have some big-name people because, yes, we know James Gunn likes to have Nathan Fillion and Michael Rooker in his stuff, but he likes to kill them off pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, yeah I suppose. Um, the big thing that, I, and I think I posted it on the Instagram, was that the, there's a, apparently a running gag on on set that if you're going to sacrifice anybody, it's Michael Rick Rooker. Yep.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> also, I love all the cast jokes of just, like, has there, been any, has there been anything really scary? And they're like, yeah, Weasel. Weasel's pretty terrifying. Because you see him <laughs> that, like... Also, uh, we haven't even talked about the other stuff that they talked about. Uh, they, they released this, like, behind-the-scenes clip, which got me even more excited. Um, yeah. And also, I have not shared this with you, Josh, but I've heard a rumor. So, again... A rumor? Take this with a massive, thinking? a massive pinch of salt. Again, take this with a massive pinch of salt. But the rumored villain for this movie is Staro the Conqueror. Josh has no reaction. No way. If anybody would do it, it's James Gunn.
0: But that's like, well, I guess the Justice League's already together, so. Bro. <laughs>
1: down. <laughs> right? I'm
0: so down.
1: Okay, for those that don't know, Starro the Conqueror was the Justice League's first villain ever. And he's a gigantic 50-foot starfish with an eye right in the center. And I kind of really need him. I've desperately wanted any form of Starro. I pop real hard when they use some form of Starro in Young Justice. I don't know why. I have a soft spot for Starro, just maybe because he was the Justice League's first. But... He's a giant starfish villain. Come on. How's that not exciting? If that's true, shut up and take all my money. James Gunn. It's just crazy. enough that It might work. (laughs) Well,
0: and it would, Oh, that works on so many levels. I don't, Oh no. I I don't even know who, who else would be crazy to uh, bring back Leto's Joker, Leto's Joker. But like, he's a, he's got a star on his face.
1: So, the last thing that we have to talk about for this before we move on to Josh's excitement and pride and joy forever and always um, is that they did this, like, little trivia game, which I wasn't a huge fan of any of, like, the games because, like, Wonder Woman did this ridiculously overlong and shouldn't have existed game segment, uh, but it just resulted in talking over each other, and same thing happened for Suicide Squad, but they played some trivia, and we did get a very interesting piece of tidbit of... One of the questions was, whose character is in prison for shooting Superman with a kryptonite bullet? And I went, um, come again? What?" So, like, you're (laughs) just, you're just casually dropping information about the plot. Or, not the plot, but, like, some tidbits about the story. And it was Idris Elba's bloodshot, bloodsport character. I'm going, alright, so we didn't get any form of a Superman announcement at all He's just going to be referencing other people's movies, as we'll talk about later. Um, I don't mind that. That's kind of cool. Um, it kind of makes the world feel a little bit more lived in. I thought that was a very interesting touch that I think a lot of people are overlooking. I think that could be interesting. I'm not saying we'll get a Superman cameo, but I wouldn't mind it. Yeah,
0: I'm down. I, what's funny, too, is now that, I, now that we know who uh, Idris Elba is, um, one of the th- things that has come to my mind is if he survives with Bloodsport, have him and bloodshot in the same movie and have a little interaction between them of like oh i see they're not the the, same company
1: they're not the same company yeah they are deadshot oh i thought you said bloodshot with vin diesel
0: yeah i said i said deadshot
1: i'll believe you said deadshot and i'm just hearing bloodshot because i'm getting them mixed up because i said bloodshot earlier
0: yeah Yep, because we know I'm I'm literally the best with names. So uh, I said Deadshot. It's but true. Have Deadshot and Bloodsport meet, um, and the, just it, it could be a fun interaction. I don't know. But but overall, I think this panel got me so hyped. Yeah. For the, the Suicide Squad. I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't say I was disinterested in the Suicide Squad. It just wasn't like yeah. the top my top priority. But now I need to see this movie as soon as possible because it seems really, really promising, and seemed like no-holds-barred James Gunn, as opposed to really good, but still kind of fits in the MCU parameters type of thing.
0: What? You mean he was held back with... Oh, man, that's amazing. That really...
1: I don't I don't think he was held back, but there's other issues with Guardians too. but that's a long story for another day. Yeah. yeah. So, next up, we had what I'll admit... Up until a certain point, I thought, and Josh might get mad at me, I thought up until a certain point, this panel kind of sucked. Yeah. I don't think it was presented the best way. It had one of the best announcements. So this was the surprise DC Comics panel. We were kind of hoping it would be Superman, uh, but it was comics related. So that should surprise no one. Um, Which also, I could have sworn that one of them, one of the panels was like a 2B tbd um surprise panel but that apparently was not on the schedule anymore so this was the only like surprise i almost fell asleep at the beginning of this panel i think they did things out of order um so it was a reunion more or less from millennia comics who um was a third party that used to work with dc that did like icon um static shock which is what we're going to be talking about today they're just kind of the weird thing is it just kind of started and they just started talking like they didn't properly introduce what they were talking about or why they were there. They just kind of be like, hey, remember when we used to work at that company? Yeah, I this that and it like just like they just started talking to each other. But they didn't like properly set up where we were going to the point of when they just all of a sudden dropped. Hey, Static Shock's coming and we're doing a Static Shock movie. I immediately just sat up Undertaker started going, um, way to bury the lead, guys open with that say hey we're millennia (laughs) we're freaking millennia comics and we're bringing back static shock with dc guys and static shock movies on the way and then you have my attention for the rest of the thing just swap that and that panel's so much better but then they like just buried the lead be like oh yeah in 2021 dc comics is working with millennia again and we're working on a static shock i'm just like no open with that guys also again Preface what you're talking about so it doesn't seem just seem like we're just peeping in on your business zoom meeting
0: yeah no yeah but their credit um because i did pay attention and i did listen um because <laughs> they uh they they worked closely with my boys at image comics um who i always rave about uh So I was immediately interested uh, because I'm a nerd and that that kind of stuff happens. But um, I could feel them building to something in that, okay, this is what we this is what we wanted to do. These are the characters we made. This is why it's such a big deal that we did. And then they brought in the guy that that, um, voiced Static and they were like, hey, like, what did this character mean to you? Blah, blah, blah. And it felt like it wasn't done in a loud and boisterous way but it was done in a way that was like hey yeah let's have a conversation about what these conver- what these characters mean to you and all this stuff and but i agree all of a sudden he he i almost missed it mm-hmm. i almost missed it because he he like casually throws it out there you're like yeah i mean because uh starting in 2021 we're gonna start making set of co- stock sh- co- uh comics again and there's a tv show on the way and there's a movie on the way and we're like ho, ho, ho! what hold on dude that's that's a big thing um okay first of all i called it i called it i called it uh oh, man but at the same time like like you said, lead with that. Come on. Oh,
1: cause then right. you have the energy right. for the rest of the announcement. You have everyone's attention from that point forward, as opposed to Dude, people falling asleep.
0: I'm so happy that not just, not just the static shock is going to be a thing, but now we have a young African American superhero that is on the way to the big screen and that opens the door. To me, that opens the door. That doesn't open the door. That kicks the door down. That means Blue Beetle's definitely on the way. That means Beast Boy's definitely on the way. That like all of these awesome, more like non-white characters are on the way. And I'm su- super excited about it. Cause as much as I love and Superman and Wonder Woman, some of my favorite characters are not white. <laughs> What? And I'm excited that that's, a, that's the future of DC Universe.
1: Yes, we're allowed to have other ethnicities. They they would like superheroes to look up to too. But yeah, I thought this is a really awesome announcement and I'm just shocked that you're that you just nailed it to the point of just like, I couldn't even think about my lack of Superman announcement anymore which kind of made me sad, I'm more just going he did it. He did it. That crazy guy did it. He called it. Um, but again,
0: I, I never guessed anything, that-
1: No, you don't. That's why I was just like, "Good for you, Josh. The one crazy out there thing. You <laughs> so completely funny. nailed it on the head." Oh. Um. But again, yeah, the panel. <laughs> I'm the, so happy. The panel itself probably could have been a little bit better, but again, just open with that next time, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah. So. Next up was what I thought would be the main event of DC Fandom, but I'm really, really glad that it wasn't because compared to the actual main event, this is nothing. Like, this probably has its more vocal, annoying fan base. Um, And that, of course, is the Snyder Cut. So we got our Snyder Cut panel, which Zach really didn't offer up a whole bunch of details. Um, Like, considering how much he's been hyping it up, we didn't get a whole lot of info, really. We got our new trailer, which
0: really—hallelujah!—quotes um, I'm on that. Cause huh? Put huge air quotes on that. It was a trailer. It was a bunch of new scenes that he threw together in no order, and just had a weird song play in the background. That's fun. That's a trailer, right? That 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 storytelling, right?
1: Which I need I know he said that it's got some like real personal feel personal connection to him and his family. I'm like, that's cool. It's also really, really overplayed. Like you want to get emotion out of people? Just play Hallelujah. Um, and it's it's all stuff that we either saw in previous trailers and everyone's just going, it's all new footage. I'm like, yes. but does that change the overall plot of the movie? No, it really doesn't. Um, And I think I would be more on board with the Snyder Cut as a whole if I wasn't so just sick and tired of Snyder Cut fans. I know you think people were bullying you because they said the Snyder Cut didn't exist. You're right. We never doubted that the Snyder Cut existed. We doubted what level of completion that it was at. We were like, yeah, I'm sure that there's a cut. But you all insisted that there's a 100% completed version of the Snyder Cut. But you, people also kind of, the Snyder Cut, the people that I, the reason I don't like Snyder fans is they seem to think if you don't like Zack Snyder's movies, then you're an idiot that doesn't understand comic book movies. And I think that's kind of encouraged by Zack Snyder because at times I've heard he's great to work with, but at times he kind of comes across as a little abrasive of like, I make movies for adults. Is that why only half the people that see your movies like them? Um, he kind of come across as a little jaded and bitter sometimes. And I get it. You're really passionate about your movie, but also at the same time, there are going to be people that don't like your work. That's part of the gig. He gets very reactionary, I think. Now I get that this was his baby. I get that. Um, And I'm curious to see. I think this will be more cohesive and feel more uniform than the Joss Whedon version of Justice League. But I still think it'll be very Zack Snyder heavy because we see, like, the destruction of the Hall of Justice, which I'm like, why do you want to destroy everything? Like, we see Superman in a black suit in the final fight. I'm like, well, we knew in your original plans you wanted to turn Superman into one of Darkseid's evil minions and then kill Batman and destroy the Hall of Justice before Barry goes back in time and undoes everything. just like, why? What is your obsession with stripping down and destroying everything? Why can we not just build things up? And he'll be like, the only way to build things up is to destroy them from the ground up, so that way the victory is greater. I'm like, the reason just like Dark Apocalypse War worked is we had background with these characters. We cared about them. We knew them. We had plenty of movies to build up to Apocalypse War this is just like, well, this is the end of my trilogy and screw you. If you don't like it It means you don't understand comic books. I'm like, no, we've read plenty of comic books. We just have a specific style that we like. And it's comic books are not, nor have they ever been my way or the highway. There's been so many different interpretations of so many different characters. And it always just annoys me going, I know the comic book. So that's why I did it this way. I'm like, there's been a lot of different interpretations. What you like may not be for everybody, and that's okay. But just him kind of being a bully, but also kind of encouraging this attitude of, if you don't like my movies, you're a moron who just doesn't get it. It's like, maybe we kind of just want something else from our movies. Um, And again, this trailer doesn't show to me that the movie that we were going to get was any better than his previous outings. I like most of Man of Steel. I have an issue with the second half of it. And it being completely lopsided. And basically just non-stop violence. Where it should have been spaced out a little better. Uh, but I hate Batman vs. Superman. And I think. It would have been more optimistic. I think Justice League is more optimistic than Batman vs. Superman. But it would be a lot in the same vein. You could tell just by. Um, this movie. Just by this trailer. It's like a lot of the shots are the same. Just with that weird dark blue color palette that he really really likes for some reason um also weird side note of he really does like him some dr manhattan to the point that he turns silas stone into dr manhattan by vaporizing him in the exact same way that dr manhattan was in the Watchmen movie but um whatever also i love that you shared a meme of it all these snyder cut fans will pounce on anything joss whedon related for the justice league and will quick to defend anything even remotely Zack snyder related i'm going. Y'all realize that Darkseid looks like trash, right? It was the funniest that
0: the, because the, the meme itself was like, guys, Pia, Pia, PlayStation 2 uh, Dark Side can't hurt you. And then PlayStation 2 Dark Side and it's the picture picture from the trailer. And every every single person I've ever talked to about it, it like I mean since since this weekend, um, but it has been like, well, yeah, but it's it's Dark Side when he's younger before
1: He's dark side. I don't care. Then why do the graphics still look bad? Like, I get it, Zach. Yeah,
0: like, it I get it, Zach. Okay, fine.
1: You wanted to show dark side the 30 seconds that dark side is in this movie. Guys, again, dark side, again, louder for those in the back that still don't believe it. Dark side is not the main villain of this movie. It is still Steppenwolf. He's showing this to you just because it's something different, I guess. But, Zach, I get you want to show dark side. But if your Darkseid special effects weren't ready yet, then don't show them. Because I think Darkseid will look better in the final version. But oh my God, did that look bad. And fans will be like, it's better than Steppenwolf in the movie. No. You're, you're right. Steppenwolf in the movie, well, Steppenwolf in the movie looked better, but not by much. That did look bad, but that was also time crunch. Zack Snyder's got a lot of time. But also, if, you're, if your graphics aren't up to par, just don't show them. That's fine. There was no rush to show Darkseid here. Also, this is my really weird complaint, but, um, I don't, and maybe I should thank Zack Snyder for this. Actually, um, this aspect ratio that the trailer is in is how the movie will be almost kind of like a VHS four by three. It looks super weird. If nothing else, Zack Snyder has gotten me really, really fascinated By aspect ratios. And there may be a video coming in the near future. About aspect ratios. And where they came from. Why they matter. I genuinely don't understand. The aspect ratio for this movie. And he's like explained it. Um, But I'm going. well. Still how you're shooting it. Doesn't that kind of go against. What you hope to desire for this movie. Um, Because you shoot. um, Like high like that. Tall and heroic things That's why Jurassic Park was shot The way it was so you can utilize the full screen Head to toe Well why aren't you using You don't use the size so you can capture the height of stuff Well Why couldn't you expand the screen a little more And fans are like He wanted to get the full image I'm like I kind of think he did it So that it wouldn't have the same aspect ratio As Joss Whedon's Justice League So it wouldn't, it's another thing of you can't compare me to that because I did my own thing of really, you're so pretentious that you're making your own aspect ratio for this movie that no one else has ever used. It's like a 166 one or something like that. I'm like, no one uses that. They used a four by three in the lighthouse because that served the story to make it feel more claustrophobic. This I watching the trailer actually bothered me going why am I watching this in such a tight, confined space? Like, if this is supposed to be an epic, blow up the aspect ratio so we can see the full thing. Why does it feel so self-contained into this little box here? And it's like, it's to show the full picture. You get more well, the full picture with this aspect ratio. I'm like, do you really, though? I just felt like I was watching less of the movie this way than watching it with the full screen, yeah. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, the And what's weird is... The trailer was the least of my issues with this panel. Um, bringing on the the president of the uh, the show us the Snyder Cut movement or whatever was such a like, hey guys, we know we heard you because y'all had a whole movement, see, and we're gonna talk to her now. Oh yeah, this is see, you guys wanted this, that's why we're doing it. Yeah, and then like Ezra Miller being like. Hey, man, will we see more Flash? Because I want to be Flash more. Like, get out of here, dude. Like, okay. ask a question that is, like, important.
1: About the movie. Not,
0: will you see me more? I want to be in the movie more.
1: I think, the, I think one of the problems with the Snyder Cut is I don't think people care about the movie at all. I think it's just them going, well, we have a chance at going through you to a movie that we didn't like. If you didn't like Justice League, that's fine. But it happened. And I think so many people are obsessed with the idea of the Snyder Cut. Of the idea of replacing something that they didn't like. Now, I want the Snyder Cut to happen because I want Snyder to finish his vision. Especially given the tragedy that happened during filming. But I think so many people use the Snyder Cut as an excuse to go, Well, it means we can forget about Justice League. Just because some movie comes along that you don't like doesn't mean that other people didn't like it or that it wasn't complete failure. The twilight movies happened, but is there a release the Stephanie Meyer cut of a alternative version of that movie? No, we acknowledge that those movies happen and those have their fans and that's fine. But I don't know. I think it's again, I want this movie to be good. I never want a movie to be bad. It's just that Snyder cut fans have really just gotten under my skin because they're frankly bullies. And they'll be like, well, we were bullied first. No, we were just telling you. We, it's, we were just telling you. There's no finished version of Justice League. That's not an assault on you at all. Going, if you didn't like... If you like Joss Whedon's Justice League, you're a moron who doesn't understand good storytelling in comic books. I'm going, no, I like good storytelling. That's why I like other superhero movies. Because um, I... Gotten not full on debate, but I put on some social media that I think Zack Snyder would excel if he was just a cinematographer. If he, oh, dude, totally, because he is one of the most gorgeous visually minded directors out there. But in almost every movie he does, he bites off more than he can choose story wise. And I think all of his movies are ambitious, which is awesome, but they always try and do too much. And that makes a story very muddled but if you tell him or his fans that they're just like he just doesn't go for the standard cliched superhero movies he makes them more complex i'm like complicated no. and complex are not the same thing Or oh, also i love the su- it wasn't really a subtle jab of Zack snyder like gotten some twitter war with some journalists from forbes and he was just like this movie's for adults not kids that like saturday morning cartoons like the um the other version of this movie. And I'm going, you know, later on we have Matt Reeves who never even says that this movie is specifically for adults. He just goes out and shows that his movie is for adults, but also his movie looks good, but doesn't like beg for attention going, this movie is only for a specific group of fans. And if you don't get that, you're an idiot. Just like Zack Snyder just has this attitude of like alienating people. And that's a shame because I think geek culture should be, Including everyone that we get. Because it's awesome that superheroes are cool now. Because when I was growing up, it was not. And I'm glad that my family or my mom asks me nowadays about stuff that's coming up. Like the MCU or DC. That's awesome. I don't want there to be this divide. And I think the internet's probably partially to blame for that. But also I think Zack Snyder kind of feels the fire to that a little bit. Of going, it's either me or you don't get it. And I'm like, that. that's not how comic book should be. We should be allowed to have discussion. And I kind of want to just move past the Snyder Cut. I want to see it, for sure. So we can see his completed vision, for better or for worse. But I think people are expecting this to be like yeah. a masterpiece. And like the best comic book movie ever made. When no movie can ever meet that standard.
0: Also, we're not even st- touching on the fact... That it's not going to be all in one piece. Yeah. And uh, that might bother, bother me more. That it, he's like, all right, we're going to do HBO Max, but it's going to be in four one hour segments. Like,
1: so we can get so the most.
0: TV show.
1: So we're getting the most HBO Max money movie possible. Going, eh.
0: Yeah. It, it's a TV show. Uh, it's yeah, stupid. I'm. Let's let's move on to something that was reasonably cool.
1: Yes. Yeah, so next up, we had the Black Adam panel, which I was kind of hoping, again, for some Superman, but we got nothing. We got something, I won't say just as good, because nothing would have been as good as a Henry Cavill Superman announcement, but we did get some nice surprises in the Black Adam panel uh, with some interesting concept art from the movie and a nice narration from The Rock, more or less explaining what the story of Black Adam will be. Of basically former slave turned demigod that is not a good person, but he was the person that his world needed at the time. But screw that, we get justice society. That's what's important to me. (laughs) Oh boy, (laughs) let's
0: go, bro! Like the I think my favorite line is, "They needed a hero, but they got me." I was like, "Oh, "Oh no, oh bad things are gonna happen." Um but uh we're getting dr fate bro we're getting dr fate finally oh
1: dr fate and hawkman and cyclone but, but you know cyclone whatever um
0: yeah yeah, yeah adam's fashion uh, cyclone sure okay whatever but uh yeah hawkman let's go um all right off the cuff who you want playing hawkman
1: Nikolai costarwaldo from game of thrones jamie lannister
0: Okay. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Sure, 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 sure. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Dr. Uh, Fate, um, it doesn't um, really uh, matter dude.
1: just because they're under a helmet for most of it.
0: <laughs> no. 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 You ready? You ready for this? You ready for this? I don't think you're ready for this. Sit down. You need to be Are you you are you sitting down? You are sitting down.
1: Yeah, I got numb butt cuz you're dragging this out so long.
0: You ready? I got to get close to my mic.
1: This is not ASMR. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch.
0: Yeah, yeah, I am went there. I'm going there. No, 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 hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Because there's been the theory and actually confirmed that Dr. Fate and Dr. Strange are the same pre- person.
1: Okay, so I got to ask you. How far away is Florida to Tennessee <laughs> so I can slap the stupid out of you? Because... Oh my! If I
0: can call for Tom Hardy to be Wolverine, I can call for Benedict to come back. No, ship.
1: this is even dumber than that. Like, <laughs> don't worry, be nice. Doctor Fate <laughs> and Doctor Strange are the same person. Have you not heard that? They're not. That's like saying Captain Kirk. Yes. That's like saying Captain Kirk third. piloted a Tie Fighter in A New Hope. Like, really? No. No, it's not because magic is not involved, bro. Magic goes wherever it wants, bro. That's no. We know who Doctor Fate is. It's Kent Nelson, and sometimes it's Wally West.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, here's the thing, man. I I do have other choices. I just wanted to literally see how bad, how much it would would make you mad. You broke me. Just no. (laughs) um let's go with uh i kind of want edward norton
1: no i feel
0: that would be let's never get Um, him near a comic
1: book movie again not performance wise but just diva wise no he's a diva
0: let's totally do it no let's do it
1: no because you know his ego will take over and he'll try and rewrite the movie
0: I mean, but it's okay when Robert Pattinson does it.
1: He didn't rewrite most of the Batman, though. Or try to, at least.
0: (laughs) I know. Uh, But no, yeah. Regardless of the... uh, Regardless. I'm excited to have Hawkman have uh, a movie version of uh, Adam Smasher. Yay. Excited for Dr. Fate. I really could care less about Cyclone. Yeah, no one's talking about Cyclone. Whatever.
1: um but dr F- yeah <laughs> so um i got excited cuz i don't think it's going to happen in the first one but mark my words black adam 2 is going to be a superman showdown and the rock did not hide it in the slightest he had two actually no. might have been three superman references in his little panel and he comes to world of wrestling of your words matter the choices choice of words that you say matter he dropped uh at the end of his panel he said i want all the justice League to be on watch um shazam super uh flash what all vibe? and most importantly superman save superman for last but do you remember how he closed out his panel he said mm-hmm.
0: the power struggle
1: oh no 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 that's not what i was talking about he looked dead in the camera and said oh he said truth justice and the black adam way and i'm going okay you're calling out the big dog now you let's
0: go boys. henry cavill let's go.
1: the block the rock has wanted to work with henry cavill for a while like they have the same agent so i think if anybody is going to get henry cavill back in the dceu it's gonna be the rock so i'll say it now superman is in the end credits for black adam to set the stage I think Black Adam will be the end credits for Shazam 2, and they'll duke it out. But then in Shazam in Black Adam sequel, it'll be against Superman, which let's just go into Shazam, shall we? Because...
0: Why not? Let's slide right in.
1: Because this was a fun panel. Again, we didn't get too much, though, and I got my heart broken, especially on this panel, because... <laughs> i was really expecting a superman announcement and when we didn't get it i was just like okay my last hope for this lies in shazam 2 and they're like we have a special guest and it was freaking simbad of all people not even henry cavill <laughs> granted the okay. simbad thing was funny the simbad thing was cool oh, that was great but that was like full-on rick astley never gonna give you up rick rolling right there i'm like come on oh,
0: yeah, but, like, what did you expect? When Henry he Cavill!
1: To-
0: no, he goes, he, like, right off the bat. He's like, okay, well, let's take some fan questions. I was like, well, can't answer that. Can't answer that. Can't answer that. Can't answer that. All right. Uh, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to fill time with you know, since I can't say anything. Uh-
1: Although, um, they did have those little questions that were on the board, and they're just like, well, can't answer that. Can't answer that. One of the questions did say, Will Superman be a mentor to the Shazamily? Shazamily, I'm going...
0: Exactly.
1: Did you just kind of... You're aware of what we want. You're just not telling us yes. if you'll give us what we want or not. So,
0: exactly.
1: All we ask also, is just move the camera up just a little bit so we can see Superman's head this time. Um, also, nah. quick side tangent... <laughs> Did I ever send you that really funny video of David F Sandberg You're just like, "Fine, I caved in and added Henry Cavill to the end scene of Shazam and put his head in." <laughs> no. And I'll send I it to didn't. you after. It's like all distorted head that goes off the screen. <laughs> it's it's the best.
0: All right, I'm done. But Okay, but, like, all in all, I did like this panel. Oh, yeah. It Um, was fun. I'm curious – I am curious as if Sinbad is actually in the movie or if we just did this for the the gag. And if we did it just for the gag, I'm okay with that too (laughs) because that was great.
1: I'm more okay with it if he's not in it. But the most important thing that came out of it uh, in all seriousness was the thing that I misheard the first time because I'm old apparently is the title – Not Shazam 2, it's Shazam Fury of the Gods, which the first time I heard this, either my internet reception was bad, or I'm just going deaf. I thought they said Theory of the Gods, and I was like, that just sounds like a really bad 2000s punk rock band. Um, (laughs) But Fury of the Gods, that's cool. Which immediately gets my brain turning to going, so at the end of Shazam, he breaks the staff after giving his family powers. What if the gods don't approve of that decision at all, and the Wizard Shazam—that's not what the Wizard of Shazam meant—and the people that gave Shazam his powers aren't too happy with the fact that he has shared his powers with other people? That's just me spitballing, but could be interesting.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I it's, think this—it's going to
0: depend on who that caterpillar is.
1: I don't know if he's still in play now. I mean, he might be.
0: I mean, I would—I would assume so because they kind of and the movie with the, with him being like <laughs> well now that i'm free i can do all this stuff <laughs> and yeah. so i mean i would assume he would be in
1: play but mr mind but mr mind isn't a god though and he has his own I know, that's, he's got his own like Le- legion of doom kind of thing that he I runs don't
0: know, i don't i don't know where we're going with this man i don't know a lot could happen um and i'm going i'm here for it honestly i love this cast i love Shazam 1 I really, let's go. I'm just ready for it. Let's, let's, let's go. Hurry up.
1: So our last news are not even news topic. It just feels like we've been covering news topics. Our last panel before the main event was the other video game. And oddly enough, the one that is actually set in the Arkhamverse is suicide squad. Kill the justice link, which we've been talking about leading up to this event. Um, and it's basically you're, Um, members of the Suicide Squad, they didn't make it clear if it was just the four that we saw in the trailer or if there'll be others. Uh, Deadshot, who looks suspiciously like Firefly. Um, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, King Shark is a shark, and Captain Boomerang. Um, And they have to fight Superman and the rest of the Justice League. But something that they did not acknowledge in that poster that immediately made me sit up and go, okay, I'm interested is it seems like Brainiac is controlling the Justice League. I'm going, anything with Brainiac? I'm there with bells on. Get me there mm-hmm. now. Because just, yes. Um, however, the my excitement is like a balloon. It kept building and building. It looked really cool. The fact we're fighting Superman. Coming 2022. All the air just gets <laughs> completely sucked out of that excitement going. I know, Rocksteady, that you haven't been doing anything since 2015 at least that we know there's been two canceled games that we know of but officially uh this is what they've been working on for a while i get that we needed to hear something but if we're still this far away you probably didn't need to tell us anything because honestly you got us really excited for a game that's probably about two years away still like come on
0: yeah i mean that's fair i'm i i'm mm-hmm. I can understand your sentiments. Uh I honestly forgot what panel I was watching and forgot what game was le- was left to be announced. And um when they opened with that shot of Brainiac's ship, I went, "No way."
1: You were thinking of Justice 3?
0: I was thinking a Superman game.
1: Okay, about that. Yeah. That's what rocksteady was working on before warner brothers told them no and i'm going screw you warner brothers i want a good superman game rocksteady is probably the people to do it um but in this game it seems like you're going to fight the justice league but then once you've beaten them you probably aren't going to kill them i highly doubt you're going to kill them it seems like you're going to take their powers because if forgive me but it looked like captain boomerang had some super speed going on there
0: yeah, super speed and some teleportation almost.
1: Which would explain how you're going to kill the Justice League, which if you're making this game and you progressively steal the Justice League's powers as the game goes on, who's that first person that you have to beat that'd be like, okay, yeah, the Suicide Squad could probably take them down?
0: Martian Manhunter? <laughs>
1: Jeez. No, I think he's too powerful. I go Yeah. Hal Jordan Green Lantern. Just be like, here, here's some yellow, some Sinestro. Hey, your girlfriend's dead. Oh, thanks for the ring. Bye. See you later. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I like Hal.
1: Super, super cashed. Like, I like Hal, but he's he's not my favorite Green Lantern. Also, I think power level wise, Hal Jordan might be a little overrated. Um, because for a good guy, he seems to not be good a lot, or you know. Yeah. Get bailed out by sheer dumb luck or other people's hard work a lot.
0: Yeah, well, he's there to inspire. So uh, that's all I'm, I can go on with that. Um, no, yeah, it could be fun. That that uh, Honestly, my favorite person in this trailer is genuinely King Shark. He's
1: always the best. <laughs> oh, he's so great. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for this game. Even if, um, again i would have liked a superman game or even more rocksteady batman games but rocksteady despite what you think about arkham knight i like the entire arkham trilogy so i trust them enough to go with this would this have been my top pick for them to do heck no absolutely not um but i will still give them a chance to give them the benefit of the doubt so last but not least the main event so to speak was Matt Reeves' The Batman Panel, and he dropped a trailer. Now, I love nothing more. Because I'm just that jerk, I guess. I love nothing more than when online leakers are way wrong! And they're proven to be the frauds that they are. Because there's so many people that are like, I have the inside scoop. And I'm going, really? You're a disgrace to journalism. People just think they have scoops. Because I remember for days leading up to this event... We're going to get this awesome 30-second teaser of not a whole lot of shots, um, but basically Batman um, being interrogated and have a gun pointing at him by Gordon. And he's going to get evidence from the GCPD uh, in their morgue. I'm like, whatever, weird dude. Um, But that rumor kept floating up. Who the heck's... Spew that out there, but Because that's not what we got. We got something a lot better. We got a full, like, two and a half minute trailer. Um, but we'll get to the trailer in, in a second. We're we'll, going to talk extensively first about the actual panel itself. Because Matt Reeves, with each passing word that he said, my height meter just got higher and higher. Because it's just like he was spoon feeding me exactly what I've wanted to hear for a Batman movie for the longest time. He's just like... um. When we were designing the suit this time around, we specifically designed it with fights in mind. I'm going, oh, and <laughs> oh, was that proven in the trailer? But we'll get there.
0: Yeah.
1: I am just like, this is a year two story, so it's not fully an origin. But he's not fully the Batman that Gotham knows or that we know yet. The city doesn't fully trust him. The villains that we know are there, but they're not the fully realized versions of them yet. Um, we haven't really seen him as the world's greatest detective yet and so we wanted to focus the detective aspect of this everything i'm hearing is just like
0: yes let's go yes yes
1: yes yes a thousand times yes um and it was just great um it was confirmed finally that this is a separate universe it's its own universe in the multiverse it's not going to be connected to anything else that was confirmed by walter hamada so that lays that to rest once and for all and it's confirmed to be a year two. So it's not full-on origin, thankfully, because I like Batman Begins and I like year one, but we don't need another year one story. But I do like the raw, unkempt feel of this Batman. Now, Josh, without going into trailer details, because we'll dissect that in a bit, what were some of your biggest takeaways from the panel itself?
0: Um, Definitely his bit about all the thought process that went into the suit, to the car, to the bike, um, and then to the story itself. Uh, And I also liked how he said uh, Pattinson was very involved in all of it. He wanted to be involved in the design of the suit. He wanted to be involved in the design of the story. Um, And the more and more and more I love... I loved what Matt Reeves was talking about because, it like you said, he he was spoon feeding us. Yes, but at the same time, uh, the more and more he talked, the more and more it became apparent that he knew what he was talking about. He'd done his research. He'd he has a uh, he cares about the characters, not just Batman, but he cares about the characters in general in this universe. And it's one of the it, more and more and more. It was like, okay this is in the right hands, the apps like, let's go. Um, Yeah. seems like he's able to, he's got a storyline in mind over the three movies. Now, not like, all right, make this first one. And if it's successful, I'll make two more. He's like, no, I have an arc figured out for these three movies, because especially with him. To, become aware of corruption and that is what spurs him and especially into how it affects his family so it was like right, dude you you understand this also hashtag thomas wayne is actually evil confirmed let's go
1: which i've seen some people complaining about that but i'm like that's that's nothing new recent media has toyed with the idea of thomas wayne not being the perfect person we know like the telltale games did that the joker did that i'm not opposed to that at all i think that's an interesting spin let's oh, t- same. dive into what no joke i think might go down as one of the best trailers i've ever seen and i will yes i'll be re-watching this every day till this movie comes out like up till today dark knight rise is probably my most viewed teaser trailer of all time, that and the first Man of Steel one, just watching over and over, trying to get details. This, good Lord, it's beautiful. Oh my God. So the funny thing is, um, it opens with that sound of duct tape. Uh, When I showed it to my dad the next day when we were working on Heather's car, um, you don't see anything yet. You just hear the sound. He's like, sounds like duct tape. Cut to the next shot. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) So we see this, this person being duct taped, which we'll we'll go into that in a second um, when our tinfoil hats come out. Um, but also, I didn't notice this until my rewatch of it, my second, not my fiftieth. That dude that's getting his ta- head um, duct taped is still alive when he's getting duct taped. If you that breathing is not coming from our assassin, I think that's someone that's being duct taped alive and can't breathe. I'm going, oh, that's even darker. Um, but then you got this great music kicking in, um, with Gordon checking the crime scene, and again, he sees this little note, which again will break out the tinfoil hats in a little bit. Of there's a very big detail there that not enough people are talking about. Uh, but he's like, Does this mean anything to you? And then quick cut to our new Batman, and I squealed. With Delight seeing that, just going, oh my god, that's suit, and that's Batman, and the chin, and that's Batman, and it's beautiful, and it's Batman, and, uh, <laughs> oh, it just got better from there. Uh, we get all these quick cuts, we see Zill Kravitz in a not, not quite Catwoman outfit yet. Um, also, side note, Gordon has the mustache, that's all I cared about, that's totally fine with me. He can, he can be whatever Dude. race he wants to be, but mustache Dude, is all that I matters. I
0: who they got. I forgot who they had gotten to play Gordon. And I love it even more now, now that I've seen it. Like, oh my goodness, yes. Let's go.
1: So we get some more shots. We also get phenomenal makeup work for whoever did the makeup for Colin Farrell as Cobblepot. Who is not Penguin. They made clear that he is not Penguin yet. But then the moment every Pattinson fan went, yes. And all the Pattinson haters go, oh, balls. We screwed up is who the hell are you supposed to be (gasps) mercy killing? Except for the fact that (laughs) unlike Zack Snyder, he doesn't actually kill. And some people are like, how do we know he didn't kill that guy? I'm like, have you ever watched any, any fight ever? like he's still alive he's just humbled af
0: like yeah in, in, in typical batman fashion um he's not dead but he's definitely not going anywhere anytime soon
1: yeah he's humbled for sure Jeez. but also we don't cut away from that it's not like it was shot john wick style as opposed to taken 3 style of we see him putting the beat down on this fool But it's all in camera as opposed to quick rapid cuts to show that it's clearly some stunt double. Um, We see that this is Batman laying the hurt on this guy. And then once he's down, still putting the hurt on him. As opposed to some previous movies of one punch and you're down. For anybody that's been in a fight, one punch can theoretically put it away. But you typically need a couple more shots to really send the message. And oh my goodness, the look on those criminals' faces. The message was sent Because one kid looks like he's genuinely crying, and then, and then, what we all expected to happen. So there's always that, like, almost meme-like of, I'm Batman. And I think if he said, I'm Batman, it would have been turned into a meme. But he looks up and goes, I'm vengeance. I almost crap my pants going, Kevin Conroy salutes you right now because, oh my god, I will die happy if in this movie we hear Robert Pattinson go, I am vengeance, I am the knight, I'm Batman. But not just I'm vengeance and meaning it. Make fun of Christian Bale's Batman voice all you want. But Robert Pattinson, that's a Batman voice. Like, yeah. oh my. Yeah, which that's actually Christopher Nolan's fault, not Christian Bale's. That's a side tension for another day. Um, But that's like, yeah. okay, I'm terrified of you. Um, which is another thing about this trailer, no matter how times I watch this, this is the first time I'm feeling a specific emotion about a Batman movie after watching the trailer. I'm not, I'm man enough to admit the first time I watched this movie, the first time I watched this trailer, I was excited, but also kind of scared. And that's the point. Like this is dark. I love horror, so I want to be scared, but this was dark And I'm afraid of this Batman. I'm uncomfortable by this Batman. And that's a great thing for sure. Because Batman is not a nice guy. He doesn't kill people. But he's not a nice guy. And at the end when he's got the uh, cowl off. And he's still got the eye black on. Because of course he would. I hate when it just magically disappears. And Dark Knight Returns when he takes the cowl off. Like no. He's still got that smudginess. But he's looking down I'm like. That man is not okay. He's still got yeah. something going on, and I kind of love every minute of it, Josh. I know you love the trailer, but um, give me a breather here for a second, will ya?
0: Yeah, bro. Like, first of all, um, I like I think I posted it on the Instagram. That makeup for Colin Farrell is incredible. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, i I know I don't know about you, but I mean I've said it kind of already with uh with Gordon, but. I had, besides Pattinson, I had kind of forgotten who they had gotten to play other people, and I had no idea that was Colin. And even if I had, now knowing, I've watched it back, and I still can't tell that it's Colin. Mm-hmm. Like, holy cow. It's incredible. Um, the little hints of Catwoman are going to be fun. Um, they, I, I like that. The interactions that they have are both of them basically being like, I don't know what to think of you. All
1: Which right. is just their relationship in a nutshell, always.
0: Yes. Yes. Also, Colin's line when he's getting chased towards the end of the trailer. He's like, man, this guy's crazy. I was like, yes, he is. Let's go. I'm down.
1: And that Batmobile. Oh, man. Um, I don't care what people say. That Batmobile yeah. sick.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, the one thing that I have seen people say in reference to the guys with the painted faces, saying, oh, Joker confirmed.
1: Those are skeletons, not Jokers.
0: I I dislike it. Yeah. Uh, Let's save Joker. It's fine. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with the plot we have, guys. Um, I am vengeance. I'm super down. Let's go. Um, Also, given what information matt reeves has given us through that panel and given what you and i have been hinting at (laughs) say i would dare say that uh riddler is confirmed as a serial killer and i think i I think uh court of owls is definitely involved
1: all right yep it's time it's time to we need an alert or something. It doesn't work with these headphones, but imagine it's. I'm just gonna hold it. Whatever. It's gonna. It's gonna. (laughs) Just gonna hold it. It doesn't work for these headphones, but okay. People, imagine. I'm gonna fix this for a second. Um. But. So, Josh, why do you think the Court of Owls and Riddler? Well, we know Riddler's involved, but why do you think Court of Owls is involved?
0: Um. Based on what Matt Reeves was talking about, uh. Traditionally, the story of. Uh, the court of owls does involve thomas it to my knowledge it's one of the first times that thomas is mentioned as potentially not a good person potentially as somebody who is involved in you know nefarious things um so the fact that matt reeves was talking about you know part of Batman's investigation is that he finds that there's a lot of corruption in the city. And that is something that spurs him into action. And then he is consistently asking, and this is all like Matt Reeves' words. He's consistently, because of that revelation, consistently asking him, okay, well, what's my spot in this? What's my parents', you know, spot in this whole massive Gotham conspiracy? And the only thing to this point in canon lore. That's that big is the court of Owls. And uh, dude, let's go.
1: So, glad let's you said go. it as I'm awkwardly balancing my hat because it's important for this. <laughs> You're missing some very important details, my friend.
0: I mean, that's fine. I didn't wanna I didn't wanna get say everything. I you
1: needed to talk at some point. Fair enough, fair enough. So everyone's going talk about that awesome Batman introduction in the trailer of he gets the card from riddler i think the cards from riddler but i think the court is behind riddler's choices and i've been saying that since remember i think it was like episode 15 or 16 when we had pitch our batman movie when i said i want serial killer riddler for the first one with a tease for Mm -hmm. court of owls at the end because we've seen this trailer millions upon millions of times already for those that might have missed it on the front of the card that batman gets at the crime scene it has a skeleton and an owl mm. and i'm going <gasps> but also i can't take credit for this this is a an idea that's been floating around for a while the opening shot we are assuming that is riddler because it's yeah. leaving the riddle what other it looks like he's wearing glasses of some kind what if those are goggles and what other hitman do we know that was goggles for um, a secret organization
0: what is it uh, uh, i think there's a uh, there's a uh, talent yeah i think talent yeah i think that's a thing but also, also got, like a lot of like hush vibes from him too that's though.
1: that is also a theory that people have is that he is um that riddler's hush but given the yes. backlash of the Hush animated movie, I don't think Matt Reese would go down that but route. The,
0: the only reason I hated hated that from the Hush animated movie is because they played the whole movie up to that point as business as usual. Now, if you go back and you weave threads in, so it's not like, yeah, it's his best friend, just like in the comic book. Oh, pull the carpet cr- under, see, it's Riddler. I think I'd be less... Upset if you were if there was more hints and more like, well, I don't know, like, I know I know this story, but this, there's a lot of stuff that gives me doubt. So, I mean, I think it's possible to make Hush Riddler. Um,
1: but also, like you said, um, another reason why Batman Hush, the animated movie, failed is because they're just like, Riddler's back from the dead, and we're going, he was dead in this universe, you never set that up either. Um, yeah, where did, where did that go from um, but again to the Court of Owls thing because I took my hat off because it was falling off at this point um, like you said Matt Reeves talked about Bruce finding out some of the nastier secrets about the city and how it might be very corrupt and the court have been running Gotham City for decades um, what if the court is the one like spoon feeding information to the Riddler Like Riddler's smart, but what if he's got like someone (laughs) waiting in the wings, giving him information that know everything and they're setting up Riddler for a fall just so they can continue to play their long game? Just mm, just I think Court of Owls will be something that happens in the not too distant future.
0: Yes. The other thing I I actually had a thought of is that voice we hear. I don't. I'm not entirely convinced that that's Riddler.
1: The um. What's
0: if, if what's the price if for your blind the, eye? Yeah. Oh, and the uh,
1: what's your part is, to play?
0: If this is um, just the the face of justice, please do if yeah, please do not lie. Or whatever. I'm not entirely convinced that that's li- that's Riddler. I can be wrong. I'm wrong most of the time, unless you're Static Shock. Um, and but. I, I'm feeling good. I'm gonna say Talons in this. Yeah, I'm feeling
1: good. Josh gets one thing right, and he's just gonna feel good for the rest of the year. <laughs> Josh could, Josh could bat one for fifty in predictions, but that one was a grand slam and a bomb of the ninth in the World Series, so he doesn't even care anymore. <laughs> he's just gonna be set for mind. a while. Be like Josh, you thought Tom Hardy was gonna be Wolverine, and he'll be like, "Well, I got the Static Shock thing right." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean to be
0: fair, it was like, it is a Grand Slam at the bottom of the ninth. Like, bro, like, nobody saw that coming, so. And the nice that's thing like, is,
1: and the nice thing is, because I have to do it, Josh didn't even have to hit a trash can to do it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's mean. That's, that's my, hey, man, Astros cleaned up the Rockies, so.
1: That's because the Rockies, I don't know what happened. Oh, wait, I do. If this was actually like a season, this would be about July, which is when we normally fall off. Right off a cliff. Like, we have nosedive. It's okay. I didn't want them to win this season anyway. I don't want anyone to win this season. Because, like, <laughs> think about it. If you win the World Series this year, it's like winning half a trophy. It's like a consolation prize. If the Yankees win, they'll be like, 27 and a half rings. Like, <laughs> like, it. really? You want a World Series in a 60-game season. Like, normally I want the Rockies to win the World Series. This is the only year that I'm like, I don't care. Give it to the Indians or somebody. I don't care.
0: (laughs) But regardless of uh, our our weirdly heated recently baseball rivalry. um, Nothing better going on. Dude, the fandom in general was a fun, unique experience. I think like what you said, this could be the future of of cons in some ways. Uh, I don't think... I think once everything gets back to normal, uh, you know, the cons will, you know, kind of happen again. And I think in some ways it'll happen in an even bigger capacity. But all in all, like DC, good job. Like that's a full day of content. That's a full day of like, hey, we've been waiting on this stuff dropped. We've been waiting on this dropped. We've been waiting on this drop. Like it's it was really really cool to have a day. Full of things that I love and I mean I and I say that as someone who has never attended a con, who has never really gotten had the opportunity to listen in on in onto San Diego Comic Con. It has never been able to have these kinds of this kind of information dump. Um, but yeah I'm it it was a really cool experience and I kinda hope some other companies do this in some way, shape or fashion.
1: Yeah, they put uh, Comic-Con at home to shame. That was mm-hmm. that was just embarrassing. Um, but what you guys think about DC Fandom? Let us know in the comments below what it was like hearing from you guys. And a quick reminder, in just three weeks, that's right, three weeks, we will be going live every show on Facebook. Uh, so you can join us there. Ma- mark your calendars. In just three weeks, we'll be going live, and we'll be going live every week thereon after. Uh, but if you want to catch us post game or how you catch us normally, you can subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube at Uncharted Media. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.